0: My name is Chris, and my name is Max, and we are your hosts of the Stratford and Chat. Today's episode, we will be covering the post match reaction of the Manchester Derby, where Man United came victorious 2 0 about 30 minutes ago.
1: Bruno! But- Bruno! Bruno! <laughs> Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Um- you know good win um good 2-0 win at home against city we take the uh, season series against them having beaten them previously at the Etihad, so that that feels really good and um yeah just kind of a kind of a good morale boost after that uh, disappointing draw against everton last weekend
0: when was the last time we did we had the double over city in in the in the premier league
1: yeah tough to remember especially in the last like what 6 7 years it's been it's been pretty t- pretty rough so I don't think we've done that in uh, post-Sir Alex era.
0: It definitely has been a while since we actually won at home against City.
1: It yeah, feels that's true.
0: At least a couple years. Yeah,
1: finally a good showing, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think we started out decently well, I think. Um, it took a while for us to find our first scoring chance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first significant one, probably, that I remember, was when Martial had the opportunity to square it back to Bruno at the top of the box. Yeah, so
1: he was he was coming kind of um uh, he had a he had an amazing touch. He kind of brought the the ball down with the, the tip of his toe mm-hmm. away from Otamendi and kind of just left him in the, in the dust and then he was um coming down on like the side of the box and he had the opportunity to square it at the top of the box to Bruno, but he didn't and he just decided to shoot. And from that point on, I, I told you during the game, I'm like, okay, I hate the rest of the game. I hate, I hate my <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but later on, that would, that would not be true. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's, that's just unacceptable though. Regardless, I think we, we easily could have been two or three nil up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was just so upset that he didn't, that he didn't look up. Bruno was in such a better position to kind of, I mean, it would have been a tap in, mm-hmm. really, like, honestly. Um, and then we also saw that same thing happen um, if we jump forward a little bit in the second half. Yeah. Um, when we were kind of sitting back and we had a chance to counter and finish the game off, um, we had kind of, we had James made an amazing run. Um, and again, same thing, towards the kind of edge of the box um, on the right-hand side, he had the opportunity to square it back to Bruno. And this would have been a tap-in, 100%. Would have easily been a tap-in. But instead, he doesn't get his head up and he just decides to l- just shoot it as hard as he can. Um, and then Edison makes the easy save. So that was, just, that was
0: disappointing. I, I hope that they work on that, uh, on the training pitch. Honestly, I think Dan James had done so well. To get himself in that position. Absolutely. Yeah. And that just comes with experience, I guess. He, he is relatively inexperienced, right? Yeah.
1: And he hasn't been playing recently, too. He's sort of been on the on the sideline as of late. Um, so it was interesting to see him to start this game, actually. Yeah,
0: he hasn't... Been playing consistently or starting consistently, right. right? As as opposed to
1: the start of the season when he was playing day in day out.
0: Yeah, but I think Ole made the right call in starting him for sure. Right.
1: Well, it was it was really clear what his intentions were to to start the game. Right. I mean, same kind of uh, mindset in the first game at the Etihad against City. It was sort of sit back and and see what we can do on the counter. Right. I mean, especially with players like like James and and and, and Martial and then and and then Bruno kind of servicing that that counter i think that was that was the game plan and to an extent it kind of worked um i would say so um you know we kind of sit sit back and 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 city was kind of just you know city like i think first of all that we deserved the points today um i think we were the we were the better side overall um when it came down to it i mean city they were yeah okay maybe they had more possession and they were making more passes but at the end of the day they really lacked that creative um, that creative spark in the final third. Um, and then one of, those, one of those reasons being Kevin DeRoyna being, being out and injured, for sure.
0: Yeah, I felt like Aguero was lacking so much service that he's normally used to, right? Right. You know, I felt like Bernardo Silva was a little quiet today. I
1: didn't really. Yeah. He wasn't really involved. Agreed. I kind of forgot that he was playing, to be honest with you. Right,
0: him. right. Yeah. He did start. Yeah. And I think as soon as uh, Mahrez subbed on, in the mm-hmm. second half, yep. like, they looked a lot more threatening, for sure. Yeah. So, let's move on. Um. So, I think another big talking point Huge, of the match... as we're watching it on the replay yeah, right now. Yeah, Was the VAR mishap, in our opinion. And I, yeah. And I objectively, I do think, uh, Fred was wrongly given... Objectively, a, as much as we can. Yeah, yeah. Fred <laughs> this was this being, <laughs> this being a United podcast. Fred was wrongly given a yellow for simulation. Right. And... Yeah. Listen, I guess it's one thing to debate whether if that was a penalty or not, but to give him the yellow card even after the VAR check, like, what's the point of having VAR in the first place if we can't get these decisions right? Yeah, so Fred
1: is given a yellow by Mike Dean for simulation, and then I can, okay, so if I'm going to defend Mike Dean, which, you know, (laughs) I don't really want to do, but here we go anyways. He gives Fred a yellow because honestly, from his point of view, for sure, it looks like Fred embellishes that challenge, which every player does when they get in the box. Right. And the other player sticks a foot out. Absolutely. Naturally. So he gives him a yellow. But then what I don't understand is that the VAR checks it and that they agree. They agree with that, Mm -hmm. that it was a simulation when if you watch it, there's clearly contact on his foot. And so at that point. You can debate whether it's a penalty or not, but you can't debate him deserving a yellow because there was clear contact. Yeah. So you can't give him a yellow for simulation. That's ludicrous.
0: That's crazy. Well, In the replay, it seemed like Otamendi absolutely missed the ball and he caught Fred straight up. He caught his his ankle. Yeah, so I mean, I would agree that it's a penalty. I would argue
1: that. But I can see people arguing maybe not because it wasn't enough. I mean, do
0: you think it's some sort of... um, make up call um, prior to because I think there's a bit of argument whether the in the free kick that led to Marcial's goal right which, whether, we'll, which we'll touch on as well yeah yeah whether that was a foul or not right yeah right
1: but there was there was a lot of time in between those two plays was there not like do you think that Mike Dean kind of kept that in the in his back pocket where he's like
0: okay maybe I should I should help out City Next chance I get, he had a shocker of a match, and Like I don't, I still don't understand how he still has a job in the Premier League. I mean, I think it he's seems... consistently is one of the worst referees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like a, a lot of these refs this year are really having howlers.
1: I think the fact that there's VAR now, I think it it has it's been a blow to their confidence. If if I'm honest, you know.
0: And, and keep in mind, like we, you know, as we are United supporters, we do understand. We have been on, on the, you <laughs> yeah. know beneficial yeah, but is our player of the year so far. absolutely yeah um God
1: even you, yeah even
0: even the whole Harry Maguire uh Chelsea incident I think he <gasps> when he kicked a- Zuma was it Zuma I can't who, remember who it was who did he kick no Rüdiger I think it was Rüdiger oh it was Rüdiger okay yeah and he absolutely should have been sent off but ends up scoring a very important goal mm-hmm. off a corner yeah, which is also legend, oh, absolute legend. First
1: corner in, in forever. Also. Yeah, yeah. If someone could like tell us that, like how long it's been since United scored from a mm-hmm. corner from from that game before,
0: I would love to know. The way, the way VAR was implemented in the Champions League and even the World Cup back in twenty eighteen, like that was used very well. But it wasn't VAR, right? It was just goal line technology. Because well, they no, were, no, they did have VAR because they had. Uh, the referees would always go to the monitor and check in, in 2018. Okay. Like, like they would check? They would check for themselves. But here, they literally have someone in the mic in their uh, earpiece telling them whether they should reconsider or not. But
1: they still have the option to go check, though. They still they, have the option exactly. to go and right I think, to the screen.
0: And I think the referee should take responsibility and go all the way to sideline and check it for himself.
1: Yeah, I think that I think the main issue with VAR is that it's not it's not a very transparent tool Like we don't we don't know the ins and outs of how it works Mm -hmm. And like it's not communicated well to the public like how it's being utilized and in what like there needs to be clear guidelines and procedures on how VAR is being implemented and for certain decisions so that we know at least what to expect like right now It's 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 anybody's guess, you know, it's kind of like Pandora's box as to what can happen
0: you know, i I still rather have VAR. We just need better training and better usage.
1: Would you, would you agree, though, that like, it needs to be more transparent,
0: like, like how it's
1: being utilized?
0: Well, yes, but I, I'm going to refer back to the World Cup. I think it was the best way, um, the best uh, usage of VAR, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, the referee himself has had a second look, and he's not second-guessing and having someone else tell him whether it was a penalty or not. Because that creates confusion and disagreements, because whether it's a penalty or not, you're going to have two different opinions if you have someone telling you in, the, in your earpiece. But if the referee on the pitch actually sees a replay, then I feel like he'd be more willing to understand and see and um, admit his mistakes, for example.
1: Yeah, but then devil's advocate to that is that takes off a lot of time, and it's a lot of stoppage in play.
0: But I, I do, I'd rather much have the right call. Because I'd, it's, it's better than having a missed offside yeah. call. I mean, yeah. I mean, we could kind of go yeah. on about that. But or a missed penalty, right? Yeah, what if it's yeah. 90, 93rd minute, right? And there was a crucial penalty. Yeah, for that, crucial
1: plays. But then that's yeah. the thing. They kind of get lost and, and, and they might use it for plays that are deemed not so crucial. Right. And then it, it kind of drags the game on and, you know, nobody really likes that at the end of the day. Uh, okay, so let's let's kind of keep it moving there, and uh, let's 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 talk about let's talk about the first goal um, from a set piece, mm-hmm. debatable if it was a foul or not. Yeah. Um. You know that, that can be argued for sure. Um. Bruno was sort of clipped on the back of his heel by um. What's his name? Rodrigo is 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 that. The I player? think it would have been Rodrigo. Yeah, Rodrigo. Um. And uh. And yeah, Mike dean uh, calls calls for a foul, kind of near the edge near the corner of the box, just outside, kind of. And, um, yeah, Bruno does a cheeky little chip um, onto Martial and mm-hmm. runs in right in behind Aguero and then finishes it on the volley and you uh, they are 1-0 up. And before that point, I absolutely despised Martial for not scoring the, the ball back to Bruno, mm-hmm. but he completely made up for it. 1-0 uh, to the good guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> obviously I'm biased, but I feel like that foul would have been called any day.
1: Yeah. It is it is it it is called often, yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've seen worse given, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. I've
0: seen softer fouls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: And, But that, 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 like, that's the thing about a player like Bruno Fernandez is that yes, he's a good player, he's gifted mm-hmm. on the ball, but he's also gifted in the sense that he knows how to get that call. You know, like right. good players kind of seem to always get those calls. Right.
0: From the set piece, I don't think City were ready. I think they were caught off guard a little bit, especially Ederson. Right. He should have yeah. saved that, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, you can kinda see soft hands there. Um which Very soft. I guess
0: I guess keepers
1: pride themselves on, you know, having um strong hands in those situations because at the end of the day, like, you know, when they're diving and, and making those saves, like that's all they can get is their hands sometimes or their fingers, so they need to it needs to be solid, right? De Gea would never. De Gea would never uh, I've seen <laughs> him I feel like I've seen him giving those short uh, near post uh, mistakes. Um but no, uh De Gea, De Gea was solid today. He was definitely
0: solid. Yeah, he had a a crucial save or two i think in the box i think jesus cut inside and then yeah, he parried yeah. it just yeah enough but that's the thing that parry could have gone anywhere exactly you know so we were lucky in that sense um but yeah i think ederson was very shaky today especially two big mistakes to be, yeah that the free kick mm-hmm. that piece that led to the first goal and oh three he, three then what were the other two then? I think I'm thinking of the uh, the botched. Oh, right. Obviously, the, yeah, the, second, the second. So the first yeah, one yeah. being the back pass.
1: Yes. Uh, where he kind of scuffed
0: it big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marcel almost gets on the end of it. Right, right.
1: Um, you could argue he should have gotten on the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last mistake towards the end of the game, obviously, um, him trying to throw out the ball um, and him, I guess, forgetting that it was raining and that if you throw the ball like that, the way oh, he threw yeah. it, it was going to skid. And um, it got away from his defender. Like it was way off.
0: Just perfectly to, uh, to Scotty.
1: To Scotty, yeah, to yeah. McTominay, and then great finish. Also, you gotta give you gotta give him credit yeah. for that awareness. That okay, he's out of his box here. It's easy um, to
0: to sky that if anything, that the, at the speed at which the ball's is coming, it's easy. You.
1: It's easy to take a touch as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, credit yeah. to McTominay for for saying I'm gonna have a go here. You know, yeah, like yeah. That,
0: that's a lot of confidence too. Yeah, might as well. Listen, I I wasn't the biggest McTominay fan. When he first started playing, Me but. Neither. I'll I, admit that. And I think he's, he's definitely come a long he's, way, and he's, he's so important to the, to the 11.
1: He is a starting midfielder in my eyes, without a shadow of a doubt. I want him in that, in that lineup every week.
0: Instead of Fred, in my opinion. 100%. It should, yeah. be, it should be Bruno, Fred, and. Sorry, Bruno, Pictominay, and Matic for now.
1: Yeah. Um, Fred, you could argue Fred over Matic, though, because, like, you don't want, like, two kind of. 'Cause like McTominay and Matic kinda of play similar roles in a sense that yeah. they're kind of big lanky guys that can that can make tackles and, 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 and hold a little more.
0: Uh, he's not I mean I I would say McTominay's pretty much more athletic and mobile than Matic for sure. I, I
1: mean, yeah, come on. I mean that's obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um but and just just going back to McTominay, I mean you know, I mean I was I I was a critic of his mm-hmm. um when he first cracked into the team under under Mourinho. Um you know, I wasn't I wasn't so sure exactly um you know if he was gonna be a good fit or if he was gonna last as a starting 11 player but over time especially this season under LA like he's gotten more opportunities and he's really settled in um to that midfield he's got he's gained more confidence and he's just he's just you know he's just a really good player I mean he's athletic um he's kind of a tall tall lad right but a bit lanky so he can he can get you know he gets stuck in on those challenges, and and um, he's a really good ball distributor as well, and he kind of has a shot on him too. So, I don't know, man. I'm a big McTominay guy now.
0: So Jose was right. Jose 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 has an eye for picking out.
1: Yeah, well, he, I mean, he was forced to right essentially with some players like kind of yeah. to fit them in the lineup, but McTominay came out on the on the good end for sure.
0: Fred, I don't think he had the best game. because he had a, a few giveaways here and there. Yeah, I, I mean, think he is selling more and more, and I think we both agree that he's a good rotation player to have. But good depth player. I'll yeah, add,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But like I said, I mean, you you know my my thoughts on
1: Fred since kind of the mm. beginning. I, um, I, I'm not a big Fred guy. Uh, I think that he yes he's good at passing the ball side to side, but not much more than that. Yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, he he doesn't really create opportunities for us. Um, he had like one good pass today, kind of. Like one through ball today that, yeah. uh, that 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 was good, but other than that, he doesn't really create chances. He kind of
0: just he lost made... the ball quite a bit. Yeah,
1: he like did. Yeah, yeah. This game especially. Sometimes
0: yeah. I think there's one instance where Dan James was breaking out and then he got in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah where yeah, it, it kind like... of yeah yeah where was breaking out with his pace and
1: then it hit his heel and then and then the city was was back on the attack. Yeah, that was that was bad. Um, but like like that's the thing with Fred. I mean, yes, he can keep the ball pretty well like today wasn't a good example but other games he's kept the ball pretty well but like that's the thing he doesn't create anything for us um, so if we had if we had three Freds in midfield we wouldn't we wouldn't do anything we wouldn't create any chances you know like I don't know maybe it's being a little harsh but at the end of the day like if I want somebody on the ball to create chances it's not gonna be Fred it's gonna be Bruno mm-hmm. maybe maybe McTominay too big McTominay guy yeah. Um, also, I think that we should touch on um, another another point here. Uh, I think Juan Bisaka.
0: Yeah. We got to give him huge props. Possibly um, his best match as in a in a United shirt.
1: Would you give him man of the match for this game?
0: Well, I, I I who else would you give it to?
1: Yeah, I mean, I exactly maybe, so maybe Bruno, in a sense. Yeah, but then again, I would. I think I'd give it to, to Bisaka. I think he was he was
0: super solid. Um, he had a, like couple of excellent crosses that easily could have been converted to goals. Yeah. He defended pretty well except for one minor
1: mistake. One instance he he, he got caught kind of kind of diving into uh uh when uh, Mendy had the ball there uh down on the left. Yeah. Um and he kind of dove in when and then Mendy got in behind, and got played in behind Bisaka. That was but that was the only instance that Bisaka really got beat so um and props to to Bisaka because I mean, I think he's 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 possibly our player of the year i mean i know that people want to give it to bruno now that he's come in and every time he breathes it's bruno bruno but um i think bisaka has been super super solid and uh yeah i mean he is a staple for the team right now
0: very very reliable he's truly mr consistent yeah exactly he is usually he's always starting pretty much yeah,
1: I think when you think of the, the best kind of right backs or, or wing backs in the league, yeah. um, he, he's up there, right? I mean, obviously you would say Trent Alexander-Arnold is probably number one right now. The with best right back. The Best right back with, with, with all the success at Liverpool. But I think, I think Basaka has entered that
0: conversation. You know, like
1: he's kind of He's, he's up getting there. there for
0: sure. He's up there as yeah, well, yeah. I'd say. Defensively, I, I, I don't think anyone's better. Defensively. He yeah. makes the right tackles. Mm-hmm. He rarely fouls. He he leaves his feet a lot, but he's always. Cons- like
1: but he precise. makes. But he makes the like he, more often than not. He he gets the tackle. So, uh, you can't even you can't even blame him for that. Yeah, he's. I mean, you call him a spider for a good reason. Exactly, he's just everywhere, right? Yeah. Um. But also, just in general, I think that our defense today, our. Uh, our back line it's a Fantastic performance Solid performance Clean sheet for, for De Gea At home against City You love to see it
0: Maguire um, and Lindelof they, they stepped up Solid like, partnership They were They were always Present They were clearing And heading out Crosses Like it was just easy Like a normal day right? I mean yeah, I
1: wouldn't say easy But it, it was It was to the extent Where like They had a really good game Very solid Making the, the tackles uh, they needed and also a little bit of City just kind of lacking that final you know that little bit of creativity that that opens
0: space and you know like it was a little bit of that too I feel like uh, fantastic fantastic performance in my opinion Luke Luke does looks pretty well in that weird hybrid left center back position yeah I guess it makes, it makes sense well. if you have Brandon Williams playing Brandon Williams playing as a wing back, but even today Brandon struggled a little bit mm-hmm. especially when Marres came on they were just exploiting him on the right yep. uh, making runs behind you know, Brandon Williams I I'm, I have high hopes for him so and because of him I think Shaw's playing a little bit better because you need that competition within the squad
1: right yeah I'm really happy with how Brandon Williams is kind of Gone into the squad, showing a lot of confidence, and he's kind of settled in. You know, like when he when he runs down the wing, there he he shows that little bit of pace, that little bit, little bit of confidence, and that little bit of grit too that we kind of like from. Yeah, he's a bite uh, from from a defender like the same grit we see in McTominay and in Rashford. I feel like I feel he has that as well. Mm. Um. So yeah, really, really exciting. Like for what his future holds uh, in the team, I think he definitely has a spot if he uh, keeps working on it, getting better.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: But today, uh, yeah, he had he had he had some problems. With with like with any defender, they would really have problems with 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 Mares, but uh, but yeah, towards the end there, you, they you could see that they were tar- kind of targeting him down that right wing mm. for
0: sure. Yeah, I mean, even if City didn't score today, I still think they they're so good tactically. And you know, obviously that's because of Pep, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like there's always for some reason they always it feels like they have an extra man on the field. They just yeah, ping passes like, like yeah uh, everywhere. I I I just I think today it wasn't a day and I think United's totally stepped up. Mm-hmm. Made it hard. Very difficult for City to do yeah. anything significant.
1: I mean, I think it's I think it's clear. I think I think United kind of came to this game with with a, with a game plan in mind that we're just going to kind of sit back and and soak up the pressure and then and then hit him on, on on the counter. And um and I think that's what happened. I think City, like I said, they really lacked that creativity in the final third. They didn't have that final Link between kind of midfield and, and Aguero um, So they, they weren't really that threatening to us And we kind of grew in confidence as the game went on And when we took the lead um, We kind of settled a bit um, But then in the second half, you know I mean, phew, City was all over us near the end
0: I mean, we were just soaking up the pressure Did you have a f- good feeling about today's match? Because I did I felt like we could definitely, on our best day We could beat City Especially how we played it um, played against them at the, at the Etihad.
1: Yeah, um, I'm not sure what City's run of form is as of late, but it seems like, um, I think they were mentioning it before the game that um, if, there were, if there was ever a time to kind of play City, or like the gap
0: between City and United is kind of the smallest that it's been. Um, They're probably just mostly in for the Champions League now. They're going all in. They have to, anyway. You were talking about United? No, sorry, um, for City. Uh, even though they run like maybe their league form maybe hasn't been the best, I'd say. Oh okay, okay. You mean they now? probably care more about the Champions League regardless.
1: Yeah, because this is kind of like their last chance to win, right? Since yeah, uh, yeah. With, with the with the ban coming in.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I guess they're more motivated in in that sense, but and they're kind of they're kind of comfortable sitting in second right now with
0: fifty seven mm-hmm. points. Um. So, so you see right there, cities. So assuming the city gets banned and they're not in the Champions League last year, next year, we would technically be in a position, right? Yeah. But obviously, and you called this too, Leicester is dropping quickly.
1: Yeah, Leicester in their last four games, I mean, two, two losses, two draws. Um, that's, that's, not, that's not a really good run of form for a top four team. Um,
0: We're only five points behind. Only five points behind? Only five points. And we do play them as well. There you go. So, I mean... And it, I think they play City too. Like as I said,
1: I think that they they weren't really sus- they weren't going to be sustainable. Um, they've had a great season, but um, I think they're kind of, you know, there's not much gas in the tank left now. Yeah. Um, and I think teams are are, are figuring them out, and uh, honestly, like at the beginning of the season, I I was really doubtful about whether we would get Champions League. I mean, I was really kind of not looking forward to the season to be mm-hmm. honest with you with the signings that we made or that we didn't make. Mm-hmm. And now kind of coming into the last 10 games, we have a legitimate shot at the Champions League because all the other top teams besides Liverpool and City, more or less, also are not that great. So we find ourselves in a position to, to get Champions League.
0: It's hard to predict for me because everyone in the top four is so inconsistent. Exactly. We could easily lose to Spurs next week. Yep. and we would be in the same same position again, which
1: is which would be typical, you know. Yeah, we, very typical. We get a big win, and then we just go ahead and lose the next game.
0: But it's interesting that you say, you know, given our signings this past summer. So our signings: Wampusaka, Maguire, James, and now if you include Bruno and Agallo, like under Ole, I'd say they've been spot on so far, right?
1: Yeah, those those well, I wouldn't say James, but I would say I'd say James is given the
0: price and the potential that he has.
1: Okay, the price, I was expecting him. But if you put that aside, like the amount of games that he's played and, and the impact that he's had, I mean, he's only scored three goals, right?
0: Still better than Pepe. <laughs> for, what, a fifth of the cost?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah. Pepe's not been successful. No, but that's the thing. Like, we, you know, we, we paid Dirt Chief for him, which is hard to do for United. Um, and we got him at a really young age.
0: I think he's the right type of player that Ole can nurture yeah. and develop.
1: But, like, like, that's the thing, though. Like, the last couple of last, like, ten games, he hasn't played much anyways, so he's kind of, he's kind of fallen out of favor. Mm, yeah. Um, but Juan Bissaka, Harry Maguire, it's ama- like, it's good to build from—I like building from the back. And I think that our back line with Bissaka, Maguire, like, Lindelof there as well, but I would argue maybe Bayou would be a better fit. Mm-hmm. Um that's pretty... And Ben Williams, Luke Shaw, like that's a pretty solid back line. I, I have confidence in them. So I think building from there, we, we just need... We still need more... We still need more help, more creativity in the midfield, I think. Mm. Help, I just help Bruno. Uh,
0: I wonder if there was a guy Oh, who, oh here we go. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy who plays for the... He's a World Cup winner. and Did he dab a lot? Yeah, I don't know. He,
1: I think he did a lot of dabbing. <laughs> I think he dabbed his way out of the team, to be honest.
0: So with Paul... Who... i think paul it's in his best interest to play anyway paul george (laughs) (laughs) no um yeah so paul george is not even good at the sport that he plays anyway so okay okay that's save that for the raptors podcast anyways back to plug in a shout out to our uh, raptors podcast yeah that's for another time (laughs) everything Raptors. everything Raptors. (laughs) uh
1: definitely tune into that one as well uh here on anchor
0: Anchor. Um <laughs> Spotify, uh, wherever you can find overcast. your podcasts.
1: Actually, not really because we haven't, we haven't posted it anywhere else. But uh, soon, coming soon, soon,
0: we're, we're, we're setting that up. Big Thing, things coming. Um, but, but yeah, with Paul Pogba, yeah. listen, I do think he'll leave in the summer, right? But I think it's because it's the Euros. I think he wants to have a run of the games. So he does make the squad. Right? But I can't imagine him being left off the squad, though, to be honest. Yeah, it's,
1: it would be in our best interest and in his, you're right, for him to play the last couple of games. But at this and point— And secure
0: top four. That's, like, that's all we ask. and then. But at this
1: point, I mean, is he, is he even injured at this point?
0: I think, no, since he actually had surgery, right? I think yeah. he's just taking his time. I think, I think our medical team may, may have messed up there. Who knows? But Maybe yeah, he feels more comfortable that. spending his own money— On his own personal trainers.
1: But there's no... There's no word
0: on him. Right. There's
1: no, like... There's no update on whether or not... No, I I did hear
0: that he was back in training, like, sometime next week, though. Oh, I I haven't seen any training picks or anything like that. Next week. But listen, like, we're... We have this good momentum going, right? And then once we reach, like, maybe the latter rounds of the Europa League or crucial games for top four in the Premier League, I mean... He's going to make any team be better. And I, I just want to see Bruno and Pogba play just once. Yeah, just once. Just and once. I just want to A little know. bit of that, yeah. Just once.
1: Just think about it. Bruno, Paul Pogba, Scott McTominay, midfield three. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Give me some of that.
0: Yeah, Scott to um, as a holding. Or maybe both as a double pivot and let Bruno do his thing or whatever.
1: I'd say, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd put both Scott and Paul as like holding. But yeah, yeah. I would give Paul more liberty. Yeah, in, yeah, and pushing forward, and I would I would give Scott like the the mandate to stay back, right, and then Paul can kind of just move around, and Bruno would do the same. I think I think that would be amazing to see.
0: Like I'm somewhat optimistic. I think our our squad is slowly taking shape now, in a sense. Mm. We could use another right winger. Yeah, like someone that, like Sancho. We're
1: right? we're we're gonna
0: need to get busy, this uh this transfer. We could use a wing, we could use another winger on the right, yeah. not a left winger. We have plenty of those. Mm-hmm. if anything, Dan James looks better on I think he 's more comfortable on the left.
1: Are we comfortable with Rashford as our, our main striker
0: i 'd say so, or in the left wing, I think he plays better on the wing, you think so I yeah. mean, he
1: had a really good season before he got injured, to be honest to be fair, uh, playing striker he, yeah. was, he was kind of getting more comfortable in, the, in, in that role
0: It really depends like there are always rumors about who we 're targeting. Remember, I mentioned to you Harry Kane. If he came, you, you wouldn't be a too big of a fan if he joined United.
1: I'm not a big Harry Kane guy. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I can't deny his prolific um, goal scoring progress, but I don't know. It's just something of, like just about his his movement, and I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't know. I don't think he'd be a good fit for us. To be honest, he's he's more. Uh, I think he works more in a team that can that can kind of build up
0: play. And, um, Bruno's right there, sort of around the box. Yeah. (laughs) Bruno's right there. One guy. Bruno's right there. One guy. Well, you see how big of a difference one guy makes though, especially if it's Bruno, right?
1: Uh, But I think people are slightly overreacting with Bruno because we, because we just want a savior. Right. We just want a hero. So that's why we're like, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're giving them, giving him Bruno chance every time he breathes or every time he walks across like the pitch, right? Like we see him as a messiah.
0: I mean, but like, much, yes,
1: he has hit the ground running, but
0: almost an assist every game.
1: Yes, but that's going to slow down.
0: Right, but and what then, more could and, you and ask and for, then, for and a then new he, signing?
1: It's going to slow down, and he's going to get stick, and then everyone's going to turn, turn but, on
0: him. Don't you think it's impressive that people were calling him some scrub from Port, the Portuguese league, right? But he's come in with with a bit of attitude. You know, talking smack to Pep talking on the side. To Pep today, yep. Listen, um,
1: he he told Pep to shush and to calm down. He he gave him the Ronaldo calma. Yeah, yeah. Calma.
0: Yeah. And so big, big ups,
1: big ups to to my man. Bruno. We need we need the cojones, right? That right. charisma. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. yeah. He does. He does bring that to the field. Yeah. He does bring that edge as well. A little bit of passion so. and a little bit of a director on the field too. Like yeah. he, he he likes to tell people where to go.
0: So just to move on, I think. Again, right, I think we hit a bit of a lull in the second half. I think we're just inviting so much pressure. Mm -hmm. Like, I was totally expecting us to concede in the 70th, 80th minute-ish. Yeah. Especially they had uh, what we mentioned earlier, when De Gea parried the shot from Jesus. Mm It could have fallen anywhere. And there was one instance where Sterling could have easily finished. I think it was a cross from Mares, and then... Sterling just scuffed it. I don't know what what happened.
1: Yeah, but I would argue that that play would have been called back offside though, because I think Mares was a little bit offside. Oh right,
0: right. We'll never know. We'll oh, never know. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Check the tape. I, yeah, I, I guess I guess we're really relying on the counter, yeah. with and penalties. Ham with no I'll say Hamas James and Bruno right, especially when I think Ole well, like, took I guess, off I guess Martial. It's City, yes. Let's... Yeah, Ole took off Martial, but as soon as. Igalo came on, right? I think, you know. Igalo, say what you want, right? It's a panic signing or whatever, but I think what's important to consider is he offers something different to Martial. Yeah. Right, like he has pretty good hold up. We haven't had like a pretty decent hold up, um, striker or pinpoint man. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, it's 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 just good to have a have a little bit of depth too. You know. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Playing him, play him for the Europa League, the FA Cup games, and then maybe have him as a sub and change the dynamic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think definitely needed, especially with Rashford going down, um, and just a little bit of excitement too for, for the fans. Like have a have a new player come in, and you know he just might hit the ground running, which I think he has uh, three goals uh, in his last four games.
0: I mean, look, think about it. Like, the in the lead up to Scott's goal. In the end, there, who was holding up? Yeah, it was that little it was back. Our, it was our back guy, heel.
1: our man Igalo. Oh, made yeah the little back heel of Fred. Yeah, and then Fred made a bad. Was it a bad ball? Yeah, Fred. He kind
0: of lost it, right? So I think he was trying to. Squ- it was a through ball or something, and yeah. I think it, it it had enough had enough spin, to kind of yeah. Anyway, Ed-
1: Ederson got onto it before.
0: Whoever it was, whoever
1: he was trying to play, and then yeah. he just kind of threw it back to McTominay, and
0: then uh McTominay, nil. right place, right time. Two 0 Cheers. Absolutely, yeah. Cheers for that. Cheers. Cheers and for that.
1: United win two uh, to nothing, and and we move on, and we play Tottenham next weekend, which is going to be. Are we playing at home or are we away? We're away because we away.
0: we somehow beat Spurs at home back in December or whenever it was. Do you that remember like, that?
1: That was like that was like the first or or second Mourinho game, right? Like that was still relatively. Like Mourinho had taken charge. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the second. It was match. the second game. Yeah, yeah, because
0: yeah. So. we, because the same thing happened. I think we bit, we beat City the next week. a time at, at the Etihad, oh, and you imagine was,
1: we were really on a roll then. Yeah, on a roll, and then we. Just, and then you know yeah. what happened. So yeah, we're not yeah, not expecting the the best when we're playing Tottenham now, but yeah, hopefully you know hope for the best, and, and we'll see what happens. I mean we you know we have confidence from this game, um, uh and hopefully we take that into next weekend. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I think overall we deserved all three points. Definitely. Absolutely. I would, I would say so. I mean, once again,
1: I think that we came in with a game plan, we executed on it, and I think City just they just lacked that creative that creativity in the in the final third. They, they, they didn't have enough edge to to, to really challenge mm. our our back line. and I think that's why at the end of the day we came out on top. Well, well deserved uh, three points, I'd say.
0: Yeah. No, think about it. Ole's won three of the four matches he's had against Pep. So, so Ole's the better manager than Pep. Confirmed. Clearly, clearly. confirmed. Okay. So here's another thing, another topic we should, we'll be having a discussion on many times on this podcast, but do you still think Ole's the right man for this job? No. I'd like to agree tentatively. I still think there's much left to to be desired. See, it's weird you say that and I'm going to call you out because on
1: games, so like if we, if I asked you that question last mm-hmm. week. No, no. Or not even last week, but like when we when we beat or when we lost like uh, like a bad loss like against against Arsenal. It's, you know yeah. that loss against Arsenal? Yeah, yeah. I think we would have both said clearly like Ole should be out by the end of the year. Right.
0: But so it's hard to say
1: all out after us beating City.
0: Yeah, but I, but I think it's I think we should still maintain our position because there's still some th- things that are concerning because we don't have any of the plan except for the counter attack.
1: So right. are you are you all the out or only in?
0: If Pochettino's there, what you, I mean? Pochetti- we,
1: yeah. Okay. So let's say let's say if we can get Poch, Ollie out or in.
0: I can't imagine passing out Poch.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I, would ta- I would take him over over, over Ali. I think that's pretty clear. I mean, it's a
0: very contentious topic. Yeah, I think on it's, forums everywhere.
1: I think it's a uh, it's in the works. I think still it's still developing. Um, it's like it seems at least that Ollie kind of has the backing of the players. Like the players are behind him. Yeah. Which is good to have because Mourinho had clearly lost that. So that's that's good to see, um, but is can he? Like at the end of the day, we're like this season is a terrible season, but it doesn't look that bad because all the other teams are having a terrible season. Right. So I think we have to keep that in mind. Like if we look at it objectively, we're we're not playing well at all. As are, uh, the, the entire season altogether.
0: I mean, there's. I I think Ole, we still don't know how he fares against against lower ranked teams because we seem we don't know how to break them down right but you see clubs like chelsea right they're like the opposite of us i think i don't think chelsea has a very good top six record per se as us but they they get their business done against the lower lower, um, ranked sides in the relegation zone because we would probably draw or or even lose at home right
1: yeah yeah, um, and yeah, I agree with the fact that it, it, it is tough for us to, to break down the teams. Like, that's the thing. Like, we just, we just don't have enough creativity to break down teams, and we're too slow. We don't make quick decisions enough, and, and, that's, why, and that's why we struggle. But against good teams like City or, or Chelsea or, or Arsenal, maybe not so much the last game, but we get more success because, you know, we're the ones holding back. They're the ones that have to be creative, and, and we counter, and then we're more successful in a counter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, next match, Tottenham.
1: Next match, Tottenham.
0: Same time, I think, Sunday.
1: Sunday? Yeah, and yeah. we'll have a another reaction episode for, for, for that game, so definitely tune in for that one.
0: Yeah. It would not surprise me if we drop points against Tottenham.
1: But we keep a positive mindset.
0: Positive mindset. Because we have Bruno. <laughs> because
1: we're, we're... Yeah, absolutely. Bruno is our lord and savior.
0: Bruno! 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 <laughs>
1: Bruno. All right. Yeah, so I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. I think
0: that... Uh, that sounds about, it. yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll yeah. see you next week. Um, thanks for listening to the Streffodent chat. My name is Chris. My name is Max. Have a good week. Cheers.